1: Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is the Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Welcome
2: to the Mickey Ellison Show, where... This is Mickey Ellison, and I'm we to apologize a little bit for the sound quality this week because we had a nasty storm in, in here in Wichita last night that has wiped out all of my internet connections, but I felt this show was maybe the most important show that, we, that, that we've ever done because we've talked a lot about complete fitness. We've talked a lot about the dollar a day, and in some posts this, this most recent week, I I actually, it's actually at MickeyEllison.com. dot com. If you go to MickeyEllison.com, dot com, you can see those posts, and it's talking about debt. And we've talked about that over and over on the show. We've talked about complete fitness and the road to complete fitness, and the mission is starting to become crystal clear to me as to what what we're actually trying to do. Um, one thing I wanted to do with this show was. Uh, we had talked a lot about the dollar a day, and for those that are listening for the first time, let me tell you a little bit about what what the idea that came came up. Um, we started the road to complete fitness back in October of last year, and that would be 2014. And we knew that it had something to do with fitness, finance, and and, and uh, faith. Because so really the road to complete fitness, and it's kind of ironic that we're recording this show on Good Friday, but the road to complete fitness only goes through Christ, and that's what we believe, and that's what we're going to be talking about as we go forward. But two of the areas that we're hitting on was, was fitness and finance, and specifically on the finance part is debt. And debt is one of those things that is probably – actually, I actually wrote it down. It's straight from the pit of hell. And we're going to talk about that We're in this show we're going to go from something really cool, something that's happened, and you're going to get to meet someone who's actually benefited from the dollar a day and In the middle segment, we're actually going to go through some stuff that that talks about the true evils of debt, and some of the things that um, frankly, because many people are are ignorant of what goes on in the economy, they really don't understand the real dangers that are out there. But we're going to end it on a positive note because we do have a plan and it's something that will work. And it will be a positive whether I'm right or wrong in that, in that middle segment. So let's talk about the dollar a day. Um, it was an idea that, for whatever reason, popped into my head back in October when we were getting ready to do the first first um, meeting in South Carolina. And it was a way to uh, to help others out of debt. and And what really drove it was... Me diving into into scripture and Philippians two three through four, and we've talked. We we see that there's a lot of different ways that people can work to get themselves out of debt. There's there's programs from Dave Ramsey to to Crown, Crown Ministries to a million books that you can probably find if you Google them at, at, at any point in time, which I can't do right now because my internet's down. But um there's so much out there that teaches us how to get out of debt, but yet we're falling further and further into debt, and we're going to talk really about that part in the third segment, but when we first introduced the, the Dollar Day idea, it was based off of two two passages of Scripture, and I'm going to read those to you right now, and you're also going to get introduced to Andrea Aiken in, in this show, who is, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think she was picked by God to be the... to, to Give others hope with the hope that she's been given. Um, but let's talk about Philippians 2, 3 through 4. And those of us who call, us call ourselves Christians, if we would live by this, many of the problems that we have in this world would not exist, or at least you wouldn't be alone when they, if they did exist. And Philippians 2, 3 through 4 goes like this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but to the interest of others. We've all heard the golden rule: Do unto others as you would do unto as you would have done to yourself. So this is just putting that more into context. But if if we applied that to helping people out of debt. Rather than sticking them out there on their own and, and continuing to drown in the debt, you know, there are people that do battle through and get, get, get themselves out of debt on their own, and I think there's going to be more people that do that through the road to complete fitness than we're able to help on the dollar a day. But then I went to James 14 through 17. I'm actually going to add 14 through 19 on this one today, and there's a specific reason why. James 2, 14 through 19 goes, What good is it, my brother's? And sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, or drowning in debt. That's not in the verses I added that one. If, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by deeds, by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that, and they shudder. So as Christians, we, we offer all of these programs. We've got mega churches out there that are, that are having people come in. And I'm not knocking the help to get out of debt because it is actually very, very important. But if we'll stop and take this one little idea... It started in October of two thousand fourteen. We can do we can eradicate debt in a way that has never been done before. But you've gotta be willing to do it without selfish ambition. You've gotta be willing to do something for someone else without expecting anything in return. And we started off first meeting, we had seven people that joined us to give a dollar a day. They were most of them didn't even know the person that we were helping. And in fact, most of them do not know Andrea, and they're going to meet Andrea probably for the first time on the radio show. We did another event in Pennsylvania, and that, that's a story in and of itself, how I wind up going to Pennsylvania, wrote a book in the midst of all this, that, that's my story, The Road to Complete Fitness. And that's the name of the book as well, and you can find that at com. There's a link that, uh, that you can actually go purchase the book if you'd like to. We had 10 at that event. We're getting ready to do another event in in January of this year. And I sat down with a friend of mine in in January, I mean in December. We were down visiting for Christmas because South Carolina is where I'm from. I do live in Wichita, Kansas right now. But uh, my home will always be South Carolina. And we're getting ready to pass this thing on and do do another event in South Carolina that's hopefully going to be bigger than the first one where there was only 12. And I sat down with Will Tripp, who is probably my, my best friend outside of my wife. And not probably, he is. And in that, in that meeting, I said, Will, we've got this thing. It started moving. It, but we're getting ready to do another event in, in January. And I can't even define what complete fitness is. And I'm, frankly, I'm scared to death because I don't know what I'm doing. And Will stops me in mid-sentence. And these words are the reason we will keep that I will keep moving. I can't make anyone else keep moving. But we sat there in, in that lunch in that breakfast and Will says to me, He says, Mickey, it's right. And God's gonna lead you where He wants you to go in His time, not yours. Your job is to keep moving. And in that moment I knew that it was something that we had we had to move forward and keep and start doing. We started planning again to January, January 29th, um, through a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, meditation. Complete fitness, or or the definition of complete fitness was defined, which is it goes through Christ, and that's it. There's only one way to complete fitness, and we can't actually reach it in this life. And it's funny that we have a a ministry that has physical fitness and financial fitness mixed in, when in reality both of those are just vanity because in the end we all die. And where we go when we die is the most important piece. But while we're here, we can bring hope to others, and we can show what Christ showed to us in small ways, and that's what a dollar a day is. And in January, and and Andrea, hey, Andrea, welcome to the show, by the way. Hey. (laughs) And I'm going to tell a little bit. I don't know how much of this part of of the story that Andrea knows. Right before we were getting ready to do that event in in South Carolina, I I, I got contacted by uh, Rhonda Hightower, Rhonda Alexander Hightower, who was my be- one of my best friends growing up in in high school. Actually, she probably was my best friend. She and Neil Ford, in in high school, and she had brought up a couple times that there was someone that we really needed to help. And initially, we were helping a, a young lady and her family up in up in uh, New Jersey. And I knew she wasn't in dire straits, but I also didn't want to abandon her if we were helping her along on her goals. So I contacted, and uh, actually hit me up one more time right about a week before we were coming to South Carolina. And she she says Andrea really needs help. Now I've known Andrea. Gosh, how long have we known each other, Andrea? I've known you since high school. I know that. Since,
3: yeah, since tenth
2: grade. And a long time. Uh, um... a, a, a long yeah. Thanks. I see. I'm forty three. I was forty four. I said, yeah, that's quite a while. So anyway, in that conversation. Um, she says, she started telling me of, of the problems that I'm going to let Andrea actually um, address here in a minute that, that Andrea was running into. And she goes, he, she's doing everything right. She's trying. But every time it seems that she starts to get a foot forward, something hits her that, the, that she's not expecting. So I told Ron, I said, look, I need to call the other girl that we're helping and make sure that they're okay before we move on because I don't want to abandon them. So I called up, uh, and, and I'm not going to give her name because she has been on the show a couple times, and I haven't asked for permission to do that. But I called her up and talked to her for a couple minutes and, and told her a little bit more about the situation with, with Andrea. And her response was, we really appreciate the help that we got in the last couple of months. And we had some things that came up that, that we didn't expect. And you guys helped us get through that, but we're fine now. Go help this girl. Because I didn't use your name, Andrea. So right before we get ready to do that event, we know that we're getting ready to help Andrea. And Andrea shows up on the 29th at our event. And, um, Andrea, you had no idea, right, when you were at yeah, that event? No, yeah, I didn't. And I didn't anyway, idea. we have 42 people show up at that event. By the time the event was over, we were up to 17. And, um... After it, Rhonda actually calls me while I'm cleaning up after the event and says, Mickey, I just got a call from Andrea. You you probably remember this conversation, Andrea. And And she says, you're not going to believe this. She's the first You were the first person, by the way, to call after that event and said – You've got to help me fig- figure out how to give give a dollar a day now I may that may not be exactly what you said. you know more what you said it's been a you're old now too, so it's been a month and a half, so you may not even remember exactly what you said <laughs> but um, at that moment, the light went off that the selflessness and selfless, not selfish, selflessness of the person we're going going to be helping at that moment, I started to believe that God had handpicked Andrea. And I'm going to let her share a little bit of, of what a dollar a day has done for her. And there's been a couple of other things that that have happened as far as unexpected gifts that that aren't a part of the normal dollar a day. So, uh, Andrea, welcome to the show, and um, give give people a little idea about about yourself, who you, who you are, um, and 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 the problems that you were running into, and what uh, a dollar a day has done for you.
3: Okay, great. Um... I'm a single mom of a wonderful teenage son and a former uh, medic in the Army National Guard. Um, when when I joined the Army, um, I joined because I um, was going through a divorce and I was older, so I was 36 years old. And my whole life, I've been taken care of. I've never had to um, pay a bill or worry about how things are going to get taken care of. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I was married, my husband did everything. So when he left, I was confused. I had no idea how to budget. Um, I had no idea how much a power bill cost. I mean, I know it's crazy, but I didn't. I'd been taken care of. So um, I got out of the Army and was six months without a job. Just trying to find a job when you um, come back from being gone for nine months is really, really hard. So I had to live off of a credit card and what little bit, you know, what little bit of money that I had saved when I was in training, which put me way behind. Um, Things just started piling up every time I tried to pay something, my car would break down. Or if I tried to pay something else, I would get a bill that was unexpected. I'd have to go borrow more money to pay the bill so I wouldn't get behind on that bill. Um, It just, I mean it built up and built up, and um, so were you, and I mean, were you at a,
2: at a point where cause I saw you, you, you showed me your your expenses and, and, and your income, and for those that are listening, I, well, she and I are working personally uh, t- together on this, but right. when I saw it, the, the math just didn't work, and it's not as if you're not working full time and trying to do the things, but even when I looked at that, that sheet of paper, I didn't see anything that I could cut out.
1: Because a lot of times
2: people, people will have expenses that, you know, you can kind of go, you really don't need that one. I mean, you kind of suck it you don't get to do that, but you really don't need to have that one. But that wasn't the case with you.
3: No, not at all. I had tried everything. Um, my mother was actually having to help me. And these are bills that I have to pay to survive. You know, car, mm-hmm. power, water. I mean, it wasn't... I'm not shopping. I'm not buying things for myself. And my son, who is wonderful, um, wasn't asking for anything either because he knew how hard I was struggling. Um, I would, you know, uh, my house, something would fall apart. I'd have to get a new air conditioner or something. It was something always. And it almost, I mean, I wanted to give up. I really did. And um, when I went to the Complete Fitness meeting that we had in in town that night in january and that's in south carolina Uh, yeah in south carolina as you can tell by my accent in south carolina but um i went to that meeting and just listening to to you and to what what you wanted to do to help people i thought you know if i can be that for someone else then maybe i can help someone who's going through what i'm going through because all i all i really needed was hope Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense at all, well, and this I, I, I want to give up.
2: And, and we're we're running into a – that's my timer over going off. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the Internet. Justin can't tell me when the, we're going to a commercial break. But that's a good place to start because I want uh, to stop, and we can start when we get back from the break, and you can tell what actually happened after that event and the hope that, that 19 other people or 18 other people have helped to give you that we hope – to be able to spread throughout the entire country. And I have an actual plan of how I think it should work, and we'll spread, we'll share that before the end of the show. But um, when we get back from this break, Andrea will talk more about uh, what she learned at the Complete Fitness event and um, what she learned two days after it was over. We'll see you then.
4: On the morning of August 5th, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night, Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in Tuesdays and join the credit master and consumer advocate, Mr. D, a.k.a. Bruce J. Danielson, and learn the whole truth about credit risk scoring, collectors, both kinds, credit bureaus, credit cards, tax liens, mortgages, and much more. Find out how to use accountability combat to protect yourself from becoming a victim and to fight back against corporate abusers, such as banksters who have taken unfair advantage of most of us. The Consumer Fightback Show educates consumers on how to find relief within today's onerous credit system. See you Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Tune to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com like our show on facebook now back to the show
2: welcome back to the mickey ellison show this is mickey ellison and Again, if you're just tuning in, I, I apologize for the, the sound quality, today. but uh, God had a different plan for us, and we're going to do this on the phone instead of through Skype like we normally do with the, with the headset. Um, nasty storm came through, and I ask that you do pray for some people who may be out of electricity for um, quite some time. The, the city and, and the state can't give them any idea as to when, the, when it will be back on. Actually, hopefully by the time you're actually hearing the show, their electricity is back on. In the first segment, we talked a little bit about um, the dollar a day and did it did it briefly. We can explain more in detail exactly how it works at a later time, or you can email me, Mickey at MickeyEllison.com, and I'll tell you exactly how it how it works. Because I don't know if we will have time to get to every piece of that. Because there's a couple things that I really want to hammer on before the show is over. We went to the break. Andrea Andrea Aiken is with us today, and she is actually the current recipient of the dollar a day that and, and had the courage to come on and the humility to do so so that other people will understand that when we're talking about helping someone, there's real people there. It's not as if it's some, as Complete Fitness, we don't even receive the money. It goes directly to her. Um, how we're going to fund and going on uh, in, in the future with, with spreading the word, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but uh, um, whether there's will, there's a way. But went to the break. Andrea was telling a little bit about her experience at, at the Complete Fitness event and her Willingness and want to be able to help other people. So, Andrew, I'm going to let you continue with the story from where, where you left off, and um, and then and then you get to tell what happened two days after the event.
3: Okay, um, like I was saying before it, but after hearing what um, a plan the plan that you had or, or um, your obedience really to what God had called you to do, I wanted to. I knew the position I was in and um, how. I mean, I, it was almost a self pity thing to be honest. I just felt sorry for myself all the time. Well, it was I really
2: you say that, but in, in reality, I looked and could see what you were doing as far as your work. I mean, your work ethic was fine, and and mm-hmm. your income was just not enough to match what you were having to pay out. And it wasn't. And it, I've to, told people it, it's, it's relative. We had Dwayne Stovall on a couple of weeks ago who owned a business down in Texas, and is is doing. Has, because of his run for Senate, is doing – started Keep Texas Free LLC. And I, I I encourage you, and I've got a link to his site on, on my site so that you can find out more about Dwayne. And he actually is, it has a little bit to do with the direction I think we're going to go in the future with a dollar a day. But it's all relative. Dwayne had a, had a business and. He he told on the show he carried about two million dollars worth of uh, of debt with the with the business and didn't think twice about it until two thousand eight when everything started to to crumble and that's one of the things we're going to hit on hopefully in this segment if not we're going to, have to be really fast in the last segment but um, so it's relative because I looked at, at, at your debt it's not huge Andrea but for what you make it is
3: right. And that's what's so frustrating that you work so hard and I was working so hard and as much overtime as I could and I just could not catch up. And so when I, when you can't catch up, you just fall farther behind because you borrow here to pay, you know, borrow, you know, here to pay, to, to pay this bill. Um, but when I was at the, um, thing in South Carolina, I just, I told, um, our friend Rhonda, who has been just a blessing honestly. Um, I just told her, I said, Rhonda, I've got to figure something out. I have I want to help. You know, I want to give someone else hope because I had completely lost it. I'd lost all hope that mm-hmm. things were going to get better. And um, she said, Andrea, just take it easy. You know, just, you know, we've got to get you fixed. We've got to get you straightened out. Just don't worry about that right now. And she said, I'll talk to you later. And I said, okay. <laughs> and, and exactly
2: what was coming two days later.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, and I had absolutely no idea. And when I did, um, well, tell I think what happened. Tell what happened
2: me because me. because uh, when we say what was coming, and, and I think on the thirty first is when you first found out that you were going to be right. you were the new recipient.
3: Right, and I didn't take it well at first, because I, I think my pride might have gotten in the way a little bit. Yeah, um, that,
2: that would that that does get in the way of a lot of things for us. That humility yeah. <laughs> part in Philippians 2, 3, through 4 comes in.
3: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I just, you know, I've always thought that there, there are so many people worse off than I am, and I just thought there's got to be someone else that deserves this more than I do. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt deserving of anything, of God's love, of anything, you know, because we're really not. But... When she when Rhonda told me, she said, I told Nikki that I would talk to you because you might buck me on this a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. And it wasn't that I didn't want the help. I'd never received any help. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how to take it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she said, You got you know, God is God wants wants to help you. You know, God's working through Nikki and through all these people that are giving a dollar a day and we want to help you. And I'm telling you, and this is the honest-to-God truth, uh, a bill came up. I found out I wasn't going to get, and people started sending money. And at one time, I got three checks that equaled almost to the penny at the taxes that I had to pay. Mm-hmm. And it was whenever I felt like that I wasn't going to be able to do something, you get as a letter in the mail. Um Something from a little boy that says "God bless you." You know, I'm, a proud. Says, I'm kind of proud of that little and boy. He sends six or seven dollars, and I'm thinking, you know, and it's—I I have hope now that I never, ever, ever had before, and I can—I can go to bed at night and I can sleep and wake up and know that everything's going to be okay. And I haven't felt that way in a very, very, very long time.
2: Well, and, and, and in the process. Um, The the progress that you've actually made, when I look at that that chart of how much that you make, and this is not including the dollar a day, now I can see to where at least the two are, are equal. It's not where you right. have more money going out than what you have to pay. Now, it's not like you can go live extravagantly yet,
3: yeah. and, and
2: we may never. I mean, that's one of the things that we may struggle with at, at times with complete fitness, is because it has actually put quite a burden on on my family in, in trying to to keep it moving, and it, it, it's just right. It's like Will said, it, it's just it's just right, and I am humbled by the fact that there are eighteen other people that would step out and do the exact same, do the same thing. On Blind Faith, Alicia Smith and Deidre Penrose up in Pennsylvania, they've never met you. Um, right. Alicia Alicia is the reason that I wound up going to Pennsylvania because when we were posting the information after that first event, this girl was following me from Pennsylvania that I had never met. And I honestly, I didn't ask her anything for a while, Andrew, because I'm going – Okay, I am 43 years old, and I'm wondering if I'm supposed to know who this person is, and I'm too embarrassed pride there's that pride thing again.
3: <laughs> I was too
2: embarrassed to go, um, Do I know you? And eventually I had to, and, and she invited us up to, to Pennsylvania. Um, the book came into play through that, through that time, and, and I, I was actually able to write the book. And it, it just gives me hope to see what other people are willing to do. And for whatever reason, if we, if we could get thousands, if not millions of people to do this, we can start eliminating debt. Because here's one thing that I wanted to get to before the end of this segment, and it's the true evil of debt. And if you go to MickeyEllison.com, and I don't write a lot of, a lot of blogs, but I do go in every once in a while, and I felt led to do, to do this. Because we live in a world right now – I'm on a political talk show uh, here in town. And finally, last Wednesday on that show, I just blurted it out. I said, Joseph, we keep worrying about ISIS, and they're evil. Don't get me wrong. ISIS is evil. And we keep worrying about what George Bush or what Barack Obama and all these people are doing to us, and we're worried about Obamacare and all these things. And I'm not saying that they're not things that we shouldn't think about. I said, but dude, what is going to bring America down is debt, and most people do not even understand why. They do not know what happened in 2008. I believe that the 15, 16 years I've had in, this, in the financial planning industry prepared me to be able to look back and say, that's the co- that's the core, whatever it is I'm trying to say, that that's the reason why that we had the problem. Because many of the people following us, and some of the people giving the dollar a day, are younger than, than the two of us. And they may have even been in high school, when 2008 rolled around. But I can remember 2008 like it was yesterday because I had gotten into a business that, that, you know, we'd just come off the greatest bull market. That means the stock market was going crazy. Everything was working really well into into 2000. And basically the opportunity I've looked at having was, heck, I get to help people uh, invest into something that can, for the most part, just goes up and get to make money doing that. That's pretty cool. And then 2008 rolled around. And everything started to break down. The stock market was crashing, the bond market was crashing, and the bond market is the one I want to focus on, because what really happened was the credit markets froze up. What that means, for those that are listening, I'm going to put this as simple as I know how. It became very hard to get a loan for a car, but more importantly, it became very hard to get a loan for a home. And... The lesson we missed, and I have that, I have part one and part two of, of, of what I wrote on, on the blog, Debt: the real lesson in 2008 and the solution, because the solution is what we're going to get to in the last, the last break. We've kind of hit it on, hinted on it with a dollar a day. But the reality is debt caused a problem. And all the politicians and the central banks and all these different things that go – if I go too deep into this, people's eyes will just glaze over and they won't hear. But you've got to listen to this. This is so important because everything you think you know about the American way and and, and, and getting ahead in life and – much of the, the prosperity gospel that is taught out there will get exposed at some point in time because our entire economy is built on debt. The answer to the policymakers pro- to that problem in 2008 was we had to unfreeze the credit markets, and we had to make the, get the ability for people to borrow more and more and more and more money in order for this economy to continue to grow. And for the last five years, it looked like they were successful because now you can go and get a mortgage, a 15-year mortgage. We had one for 2.75%. That's almost like borrowing free money. But what they're trying to do is get us – we're not able to do it with our savings anymore. You can go to Best Buy and buy a $600 TV and pay for 36 months interest-free. All this stuff ties together. It all ties to why the stuff that you and I buy each and every day keeps going up in price because they're doing it on purpose. It sounds like conspiracy theory, but if you watch CNBC or Fox Business or any of these channels, the one thing they're scared of is something called deflation, not inflation. Now, deflation sounds like a horrible thing, but, Andrew, if you buy bread, and the price goes from two. I don't know what it actually costs per loaf, but because I'm on that side of the the story where I, my wife takes care of all that stuff, and I really, I, if she sends me to to the grocery store, I don't even look at the price. I go, oh, we need bread. I pick it up and go walk out, and I pick a brand that I've seen that I think I've seen in our cupboard before. But anyway, if the price of bread goes from two dollars a loaf to one dollar a loaf, how is that bad for you? Amen. Mm-hmm. So, it's
3: a great information
2: <laughs> what what we have to learn is it, it just common sense forget the Harvard um, professors and Yale professors and and the economists that are out there because it just use common sense on this Andrea you are having to to survive using debt right mmm
3: I, yes, had to exactly.
2: using, I had to survive using debt. My wife and I did with our, with our failed business back in the, the mid-'90s. It eventually fails because if you don't do something to change it. Now, look, I don't have a clue as to whether we can change the trajectory of, of the economy of, of this country, but if mine and your economies will fail if we continue to, to enhance our econo- economy by debt, what do you think is going to happen to the actual economy of the United States? I know,
3: it's scary.
2: Yeah, but it really that's, is. The, that, that's the thing. We're celebrating this weekend because we're recording this on, on Good Friday. We're celebrating the real hope that we all have. Because, look, there are Christians all over this world that know the true gospel of Jesus Christ, not some of the gospel that we've We've been taught here in the United States that are suffering mightily. I mean, there are people in, in Iraq and Iran and different parts of the Middle East that literally, if they find out they're Christian, they are killed. So if if God wanted us all to prosper financially, what did those guys do wrong? I have no idea. What did Mother Teresa do wrong? She lived in poverty. She actually she chose that. So what we're going to do when we get back from this break, and, Andrea, I, I know I talk a lot, but uh, um, that's probably a good thing <laughs> it, on a radio show.
3: I'm used but, to that.
2: It's all right. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible, and I do want to to get to the other side of this break and talk about um, – I've mentioned before that I don't really have an ulterior motive, but I actually do. But that ulterior motive is not anything that's, that's built to enhance me. The ulterior motive is something that I will share with you, and I, I believe is the solution to the problem. Now, look, I could be wrong. This economy could just last another hundred years. It could last five hundred years. It could last six hundred years. It may, it, it may last in, in, in forever, till, for eternity. I don't know. I doubt it, but it may. So, if all we do. Is to take up a dollar a day, and millions of people are doing that, and they're getting other people out of debt. They're bringing hope to people's lives, even if I'm wrong. So, when we get back from this break, Andrea, I'm going to ask you to stay with me and 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 talk a little bit if, if you want to. But um, we're going to talk about the solution, and I wrote it actually out on com and it's part two of the, the uh, article debt, the real lesson from 2008, and it's the solution. Folks, we'll be back from this break in a second. Andrew and I will, uh, will be here. Hopefully you will be too. See you then.
0: Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
4: Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business.
1: Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's one 1-866- 866 Four seven two five seven eight eight, or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at MickeyEllison.com like our show on Facebook now back to the show welcome back to the Mickey Ellison show and with me today is
2: Andrea Aiken. Andrea is the actual recipient of the dollar a day program that we've talked about previously on this show and in this segment as I promised we'll talk more about the solution because the end of last segment it was one that Really sounds doom and gloom and it, and it 's not because there's always hope there is always hope. Andrea has learned that there is always hope in, in what has has taken place in and, and we've had personal conversations off the air about some some things that have actually taken place the one example I, I think I think you gave was andrea was the the example where you were um, you were you were helped. At the perfect time on one on one deal, and I, I, you correct me if I'm wrong on this because I want to talk about the specificness of the one gift that tied to your taxes. Right. And and, and was was the amount? What was it? Was it three hundred sixty-two dollars? Was that the right amount? It was
3: three hundred sixty-two dollars that okay. I had to pay in taxes. And, and the
2: craziness <laughs> of this story. Just let me know that this is right. We've got to battle through every single one of the the distractions or the problems that we have because there's more to this than just giving a dollar a day. It's about building community. But the day that you found out that you owed the $362, I had spent time back and forth in email with David Simpson's wife, Rachel. David's been on the show a couple of times and is one of – is a mentor of mine and uh, and has been extremely helpful in the in, in not only the process with the road to complete fitness but my life in general since two thousand since two thousand and twelve and maybe even back into the end of two thousand and eleven but uh because he was crazy enough to answer an email that I sent him and, and now we're we're really good friends but we Dave and I were actually doing a show, and the night before um, his wife had actually sent me sent me an email asking. Um, saying they would like to be a part of the dollar day, but they didn't feel like they could do do it on a monthly basis. So they asked, "Can we just give a full year all at one time?" And my re, my my response was, "You do what you feel God is leading you to do." But part of me in, in the back of my head was going, "That sounds great, but if everybody does that, we don't have mon- money the next month to be given back." So we can just continue compounding with 19, then 25, then 40, then 80. There's, that's what makes it extremely powerful. But I didn't want to tell them no. I couldn't tell them no because they were given out the kindness of their heart. They never met Andrea. So I, I responded with, you, you do as you feel God is calling you to do. And one thing that we do is on, on the Facebook page, I will post that someone's publicly committed to doing that. Now, we don't follow you to go – Make sure uh, – are getting a little feedback, uh, Andrea, I think, from the end. But uh, we, we actually had we, – we don't monitor you. If you say you're going to do it, we trust that you're going to do it, and it's between you and God, whether you actually send the money each and every month. Um, it doesn't come to us again. A it, complete fitness. It goes direct – right now it goes directly to Andrea. And anyway, I posted the 365 on, on the Internet, um, on Facebook. The next day I'm actually doing the show with David. And I get a text from Rhonda and and it's normal Rhonda, you're not gonna believe this. And um I I called her as soon as I got off, got finished with the show and she told me the, the story and, and I, I butcher it sometimes but I get I get the, the main facts right. But she says, You know yesterday when you posted the the one time gift of three hundred and sixty five dollars? So, yep. She says, Well I got I got I think it was a phone call from you, Andrea. You called her yeah. you guys were texting or something like that. And, and Andrea, you were a little, probably a little distraught when you got that bill for three hundred sixty-two dollars that you weren't planning on. Yeah, exactly and, <laughs> and, and she and when you told her that, Rhonda said it's all she could do not to cry because she knew the three sixty-five was coming. And mm-hmm. she, she, Rhonda, just called her and said, "You're not going to believe the amount." With it being three hundred sixty-two dollars, it couldn't have been more perfect. But we've seen things like that happen. There are stories that I will tell as we get down the road of things that have happened along this path that you go. That's there's another power in, in charge of some of this stuff because one, a, a kid from from Cheddar, South Carolina. I said, and that's right. It's just like Cheddar Chin. <laughs> to to be in the position that we're in right now, understand the thing. It doesn't even make sense. But yeah, I can look at the Harvard, the Harvard and Yale guys, and I got a little plaque over here that says Vanderbilt, which is some people call it the Harvard of the South. I'm proof that you don't have to be that smart to get through. But in reality, I do understand a lot of these things, and I talk about. Um, it It's not easy for me. To, my dad taught me not to, to brag, so I don't tell people a lot about the, those things. Some of it is in the book, and, and you can read about it anyway. The, the things that I started to understand was, look, these Harvard and Yale professors have been telling us all this stuff about the economy for all these years. And now we actually have a country that is $18 trillion in debt. We have states that are drowning in debt. We're, now we're pushing that same debt to keep this, this blob of an economy going onto 18- and 19-year-old kids her now over a trillion dollars in student loan debt. That, frankly, they can't write off even if they file bankruptcy. But so much attention on television and on the news focuses on that public debt with the states and the cities and the countries and all that stuff. But the actual debt of the people dwarfs it. And I don't know that we can stop this snowball, but what I do know is that we can help people one at a time. Now, a one, one, couple questions I've been asked, Andrea, um, in, in doing this is, how do you know, um, how do you pick the person? Well, yours was a simple one, and while we're small, it works really well. And another one was, well, how do you know they're not going to go back into debt? I said, well, I don't know that. There's no way of knowing that. Who knows whether they're going to have a car accident or something that they hadn't planned on, even if they were doing their best. That stuff can still happen. But I also responded, and this was actually to a pastor, when he asked me that question. I said, you know, it's funny. You asked me that question, but yet we serve a Savior who died on a cross knowing that you and I were going to sin again. He knew it. He actually was so humble. He prayed for the very people that were driving the nails into his hands. Now, look, I don't think I could do that one. And there's a reason why he's God and I'm not. But if we're if we're going to not help people because we're afraid that they might mess up again, maybe God should have not sent his son to die on a cross in a horrible, horrible death, knowing that we were going to sin again. But the beauty of it is on, on Easter Sunday, he rose again. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to mess up again. You know, I had somebody one time ask me, said, I, people said, well, I'm a good person. I, I think I'm a good person. And this, this person actually says, well, let me ask you if you're, if you're a good person, because there's only Ten Commandments out there. And one of them says, have you ever stolen something? I mean, anything, look. And I'd go, yeah. You ever told a lie? I mean, even a white lie. You know, when my wife asked me if, she looks, if this dress looks good, I've learned that uh, I better say the right <laughs> answer to that question. Um, 20 years of marriage to do that. But we've all committed some of these sins. Have you ever coveted? Have you ever been envious or jealous of what someone else has? And I had to answer yes to all 10 of the questions that this guy this guy posed. So in reality, while I may be pretty good on this earth, but the standard that we have to live through for God is so much greater and what he did was he sent his son to die on the cross for us because he knew we couldn't keep it all, and he had to have the perfect sacrifice, and that was Christ. So what are we going to do going forward? The way I think that it's actually going to work is, is for local communities to listen to this show, follow us on Facebook, and ask us to come to your communities to talk about how to set up the dollar day in your own community. Because if we get to a point where there's millions and millions of people doing this, and we're trying to do it from one central location, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to to work out. But in your local communities, it can work, because the way that Andrea is actually able to be um, directly accountable with me, the people mm-hmm. in your churches in your communities are going to be able to do this. And, look, it, if we get to the worst-case worst scenario where five, ten years from now, search your heart. Search your heart. If you know... That, that debt kills everything that it touches, you know deep down in your heart that somewhere along the line this thing actually falls. And I actually had a question that Dwayne Soval asked me a couple weeks ago, Andrew. He goes, now, look, I believe, as you do, that at some point in time the economy, for lack of a better word, collapses. And if that were to happen, does the debt really matter? And the answer to that question, Andrew, frankly, is no, it doesn't matter. But look, I don't know, and neither does Dwayne, if that is going to come true in, in the next six months, next year, next five years, next ten years, or if it's ever coming at all. So the worst-case scenario, we've helped people in your own church to be able to get out of debt. Quit building huge buildings when people in your own congregation are suffering, because if we were to take the entire church, entire communities, and make them debt-free, what we would be able to do if the economy didn't collapse— is even more tremendous, but we've seen the degradation of society throughout throughout this country. The greatest example that I can give right now is, is what took place in Ferguson, Missouri. You know, and, and who knows exactly what took place that night? But none of us are ever going to know the real truth because there's people in the media that were convicting a guy before he had actually been tried. And the, that, that's what's supposed to be great about America is you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. Well, this guy was found to be not guilty, but yet he probably can't hold a job anywhere. And I actually listened to someone the other other day that talks about there's more and more of this coming to us as Christians in the United States. We have lived a blessed life in this country. But if you do not believe that people – they may not martyr you physically, but people right now are being martyred financially for standing up. For what they believe to be true, they're not saying that you have to live the way that they want you to live. They're just saying we don't want to participate in that, whether it be abortion, whether it be homosexual marriage, whatever it might be. But they're being killed and crucified. Actually, on the show the other day, there's a there's I can't remember exactly the the uh, religious Restora- uh religious freedom restoration act that was passed in Indiana and uh i think there's one in arkansas well the guy the, the 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 governor started to back down on this quite a bit but what was he really doing uh, the the fact that a bill in the united states states is called the what was it the religious um restoration act religious freedom restoration act why do we have to restore our religious freedom in the first place why do we have to put that into a law? And, and here's the thing. There were CEOs and people from different companies came on and said, look, we're not going to do business in Indiana because of the way they treat homosexuals. And look, I, I believe homosexuality to be a sin, but I don't hate it. I, there's not one homosexual that I hate. Just as there's not one heterosexual that's caught in the same type of sin that God looks at the same way as the homosexual sin, I don't look any differently at them either. still love them. But these guys had the nerve, whether it be Walmart, whether it be Apple, whether it be what I don't remember the other company, to sit there and knock the state of Indiana while they're at the same time making products and having offices and buying products from communist China that makes what Indiana's look doing look like child's play. They'll do business in in Saudi Arabia and other countries where literally you can be killed for being gay. And, and, and then we want to put these people on a pedestal. Well, why, did, why didn't that one guy close his office in China? Why, why didn't uh, Apple computers decide that they would quit making parts in China? When is Walmart going to quit buying the products that we buy every day from China? I don't know when. But look, guys, the solution to what we're going to do is all found in doing nothing out of selfish ambition. And looking to help others. Because this is what's coming down the line for those of us that are Christians. And those of us that may be following a false path. And I'm going to read it directly from Scripture. It's not going to be my words. And it it comes from Matthew 25. And I'm going to start... Where am I going to start? I'm going to start on verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you as a stranger and invite you in, needing clothes and clothe you? Or when do we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, and to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Because they will look back and he will say, I never knew you. You didn't feed me. You didn't, do, you didn't clothe me. You didn't visit me. You didn't do any of those things. And whatever you refused to do for the least of the, my brothers and sisters, you, you refused to do for me. That's what we're doing with a dollar a day. That's what we're going to try to do in setting it up in communities all over the country. And we're going to give people hope the way that Andrea has been given hope. And I'm so excited, Andrea, for what you're going to bring to the ministry been that you've been on one side, and very soon you're going to be on the other side. Folks, we have an okay. opportunity to do something spectacular, but we've got to put our faith into action. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. And, uh, folks, listen next week. Hopefully you'll join us again, and hopefully somebody contacts me at Mickey at com to see how we can do this in your community. Have a great weekend or a great week. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.